0: hello and welcome to the tapeworms podcast tony tapeworm here back again season three episode two with my co-host caesar
1: hello how you doing
0: and freddie hi how are you it's an (laughs) awfully hot day here in la there's a heat wave 100 degrees about luckily our our studio is nice in the shade so, we'll be able to uh, give you premium content here today. Um, obviously, we'll be talking about this heat wave, global warming. Is it confirmed? Who knows? Um, <laughs> I know Freddie will be talking about the uh, Jungian analysis. Jungian? Uh, USPS. I know I was looking at some cool stuff online this week about the USPS. Um, big week in. Uh, politics Um, we'll talk about that losers and suckers (laughs) I don't know Um, I know Freddie will give us a live update from the Portland uh, protests Uh, a lot of things going on in LA too it seems like it's becoming more and more of a I mean there's a heat wave there was some weird like jetpack thing at LAX Um, (laughs) I saw the picture when I interviewed the story yeah so uh all that and more on this episode of the Tapeworms Podcast. Yeah, the jetpack thing was crazy. Like, uh, uh, apparently, like at least two planes. <laughs> at least two planes saw like saw it was a guy in a jetpack
2: really yeah today he's like it was like three going. three
0: thousand feet high or something That's and yeah because modern day jetpacks like the commercial ones don't go that high so it had to have been some rogue operation and two pilots both confirmed to see the guy i don't know what if it was like balloons what if he was like it's it's still mystery jetpack man yeah the fbi is it's (laughs) getting escalated the fbi is looking into it now bro it was swamp gas yeah i'm wondering if it was maybe it was it was dark and late at night um what if it was like balloons what if it was balloon boy
1: well just from a title i see right here that the fbi is is potentially like saying that it might have been a dummy Oh, there you go. I don't know. That's, That's breaking cool. news. Breaking news. Um, Maybe they don't want us to know. Yeah. Who knows? They already I, captured him and they're studying it. Straight up.
0: Uh, this week, speaking of like elevation and stuff like that, you guys know that David Blaine, the magician dude? Yep. He had his own spe- YouTube special this week, which is weirdly ties into it, that he like was in... The dude's still relevant? New Ma- dude, he is. He, another stunt. He's like still doing tricks and stuff. Um he went like fifteen thousand feet in the air and balloons <laughs> like like almost how much how high Mount Everest is. And uh like it was all live streamed on YouTube with his like little daughter like cheering him on. And you could see these he went so high up it's crazy. And then he like drops weights to for him to go higher and higher. And then uh he just released himself and sky dove, like fifteen thousand feet, um, and then Dang. parachute. And uh, that's that's guts. And he had to like obviously have oxygen the whole yeah. time, like, cause once you're that high up and it's like freezing cold. It's like negative seven degrees Fahrenheit. It's like
1: I don't know how he made it that high with balls those big, that big. <laughs> yeah, I. <I'd, laughs> david
0: blaine he's a they're full of helium he's a big inspiration for me i don't know about you guys but what like <laughs> he like, just the way he's able to push the boundaries of, of he was himself. on joe
1: rogan recently really oh yeah, yeah i
0: saw that yeah i didn't listen to it, but yeah it just goes to the fact that he's a stand-up guy i mean he used to do like a lot more uh crazier stunts like frozen in ice for a few days I still want to see a stone where he sucks his. (laughs) No, that's uh, that's That's Marilyn (laughs) Manson. But and like, or he he went like live on Oprah a few years ago, like a while back, to do the underwater breathing thing, or not underwater breathing, the longest underwater. Oh, that's very impressive. Yeah, the longest underwater without having to take a breath. He shattered that
1: record. Um, I saw one where he um, like put a ice pick through his hand. Yeah. And then they studied it and apparently he just was able to put it directly through where there's no like actual damage or something like that. Yeah. So he like legit does it. And he does it to other people too. Like he
0: shows other like ice picks or needle needle and thread. Yeah. Uh but yeah.
1: Does he address himself as like a magician? I think so. I I think he he Hmm. celebrates the title like Cause he's, he's as much like scientist and engineer and yeah. athlete for the things he does. Definitely, yeah.
0: the training he puts in.
1: Was, like with the yeah. whole balloon thing, like there's so much engineering that goes into
0: that. Yeah. Like,
3: well, there's so much like calculating the science and stuff like that too. Like you know, going, I, I imagine he had to free fall from that height. Well, it was like the who was the guy that did it for Red Bull a few years back, but he did it from oh, yeah. low orbit, right?
0: I don't know. Something I remember seeing that. It was like a like some sort of special, yeah.
1: did the dude that jumped from space?
3: Yeah. He looks <laughs> um what was his last name?
0: Yeah, I know what you're just talking about though.
3: Yeah, I think I've seen like
1: a picture of it.
0: That yeah. dude
3: basically fucking freefalled from like the Yeah. Uh,
1: That's crazy.
0: Stratosphere. Yeah. But he was, like, wearing a suit and, like, all this nice breathing. Literally, David Blaine (laughs) was just in, like, he had one little breathing thing, but just, like, wearing sunglasses, like, a t-shirt, jeans, just,
1: like... Yeah, so stop (laughs) stop comparing this guy.
0: They're not the same. Yeah, Uh, Yeah. he, like, does all the card tricks for celebrities. He, uh... I mean, just the way he can push his, uh, mental capacity. Like, you... I think uh, like he takes freezing cold showers, all this stuff to like say that he can. That's you have nothing
2: well, to him. He to has, him.
0: he has. I think what he speaks to me about is that we have way more potential inside us than we realize. Right. This is
3: about ready to just go. Fuck it. We, we can't. jump from space. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, we can't with the proper training, proper yeah. all that. We, like that's that's what David Blaney inspires me. All in I'm gonna me.
3: say is that I want to see this man break the sound barrier like that one <laughs> Red Bull guy did yeah but the thing is that it's so cool that he's
0: not like an extreme sports guy like he's he's his very own thing like he's he's not chris angel he's his chris very angel. he's created this very specific like performance art kind of thing mm-hmm. that's part what you guys were talking about science extreme whatever but at the same time there's like this element of seems like a miracle well, stuff he's a philosopher so. yeah yeah and just his delivery too he's He's very, you know, sameness. You, n- you don't. You never hear him like get angry or anything. He ain't no mind freak. Yeah, no mind freak. Was that his show or is that Chris, that Angel, was Chris, that was Chris Angel? Chris Angel. Angel. Here's the so weirder though. Like, if you rewatch
1: Chris Angel's YouTube videos, it's. I, I can't believe when I was a little kid, I saw that and I was like, "Holy crap!" <laughs> but you rewatch it now and you're like, "What?"
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's <laughs> that. Well, he well. <laughs> We we are sort of facing our own uh, <laughs> uh mental thing because it is so hot outside. It's like a hundred degrees, right? I I was checking the thing and Caesar. You sent us a little what was this economist thing?
1: Oh yeah, I was Wha- just doing my my light reading.
0: What? So August sixteenth, a monitoring station in Death Valley measured a temperature of fifty four point four degrees Celsius, which is a hundred and thirty Fahrenheit. If confirmed, that would be the highest reliably recorded anywhere on Earth. It may reflect a broader trend of global warming, hit ca- hitting Californians hotter than most places. According to the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, temperatures in many parts of the state, including Santa Clara County, which is being scorched by the largest of the fires, rose by 2 degrees Celsius between 1895 and 2018. Roughly what? twice the global average. Um,
1: yeah, I, I'm. I when I saw the 130 degrees, I was like, "Holy
3: crap, that's hot!" It's like very accurately named Death yeah. Valley. Like, is it? Do you think climate change is <laughs> altering the climate already, or it's just exaggerating the climates in certain areas already? For example, like California is a desert, coastal plain. So, when if climate change is happening, are we going to see a is it going to be an entirely different climate or is it just exaggerating what already is happening or like what's already the average well I'm no what are these dudes called or the chicks meteorologists
1: I don't know (laughs) uh, weather people climate scientists like one of the things I do remember um, just from reading stuff about this is that um, like global warming a lot of uh, climate scientists said like let's stop calling it global warming because then when we have a cold winter people are like oh what is that global warming Mm -hmm. um so they're like it's it's more accurately named when you say climate change because climate as opposed to weather is sort of like a trend rather than a single day of temperature yeah and so when it comes to climate change you you leave room for a trend of weather that is just different from the trend we had before Mm -hmm. so i guess climate change could be us entering an ice age or or, or just entering extremes. a scorched earth yeah or just
0: extremes of like really high highs and really low lows yeah right?
1: yeah and like and and these like you can see how this could affect just life on earth cuz like at work we have bugs and if we were to just have them in jars and give them their their food they would die they need to be in these really really specifically Cl- climate controlled yeah moderated point. like climate chambers and mm-hmm. they'll stay alive and if you like let it go up 1 degree celsius by the end of the week they're all dead and so when you start looking at things like climate change when we you know we're we're changing what our global weather is supposed to be it really
4: mm-hmm. it'll
1: kill everyone yeah nah bro like we're, can 130 degrees fahrenheit like can we even walk outside for 15 minutes
3: you would you i mean you can tolerate it but you're gonna have almost heat stroke within yeah minutes. that's crazy
1: like yeah because a hot day in L.A. is like, you know, in the upper 90s. Right. Well, and then I'm to already like, dying. <laughs> dude,
3: the valley right now is 110. Uh. So, like, imagine that. Yeah. And then go, so if you go from here to the valley, that's about, that'd be about a 20, 20 degree difference. Mm-hmm. Now, imagine that difference added to the valley, and that's what fucking, that's what it must feel like in Death Valley right now. There's probably people on Earth, though, that are
1: specialized for hot temperature. Definitely. So we're all going to die, but this population of hot people yeah. are going to rule gonna the world. I'm going to say,
0: like, <laughs> we, we're always talking about natural selection. I wonder yeah. if like, we'll just adapt to the changing weather, or it's going to be something even... Or the opposite, where it's like catastrophic, and well, uh, maybe some do, some don't, and it'll be like a whole
3: world. Yeah, well, remember, dude, world. there's always been species that survived cataclysmic events. That's like, how we evolved. Yeah. The low-grade mammals during the dinosaurs yeah I wonder like there's this
0: whole thing of uh you know we're trying to green energy renewable sources, which will like somehow reverse the effects of climate change right, but I wonder if like how much it actually plays into it like we yeah. say we like convert all everything to green energy and then the st- and still the temperature still gets warmer like what about that you know
3: yeah well, I'm just curious because. One of the most intelligent—I say intelligent—because there's always those climate change deniers. But one of the more more intelligent uh, cases I've heard against climate change is that the Earth goes through these natural <laughs> cycles of changing, uh-huh. like you think of the Ice Age, and then, like, basically ninety. what percentage of the world was frozen? I have no idea. It was just under ice.
0: I know Scrat was still looking for his acorn. Yeah. Is <laughs> that his name? Right? The little yeah, squirrel dude? The, the I never squirrel knew his name. from
3: Ice Age movies. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, maybe it's just are we going through the next next cycle of like the the earth just naturally changes? Or if we actually like fucked up the ozone and like now we have giant holes in it so we're getting more sunlight yeah.
0: penetration. Yeah, the ozone is just showing so
1: much hole. one one thing i was reading about is um how like one of the spookiest things about climate change that might happen and it might have already happened i guess technically is that since like a lot of uh very icy areas are unfreezing um there could be like some ancient viruses that have been frozen for like thousands of years and then um they're they're getting released because the ice is freezing and so you could even do you think that that
3: coronavirus came out of the ice somewhere Oh shit. No, bro. Co- Corona was made by the Chinese in lab.
0: <laughs> Dude, in that's what? a crazy theory. I know there is like some place in like Antarctica or Alaska where they have like a warehouse full of frozen
1: like viruses, mm-hmm. seeds. Yeah, right. I think one of the interesting things about climate change is that like like in any scientific experiment you'll ever do, one of the hardest things to do is like keep control of variables. And mm-hmm. then, it, you know, it could just be one more variable and then it just messes up your whole experiment and then you can't make any sort of valid claim. And I think that's that's something, I guess, that we should consider when it mm-hmm. comes to, like, climate science, that when you're talking on the global scale, there's so many goddamn variables. Yeah. Like, um, so that's not to so say, and, you know, that yeah. climate change isn't a thing. It's just, it is something to consider that, like, like even just a variable is the goddamn virus that mm-hmm. happened right now. Like, yeah. if we were making the claim that, like, by, let's say, like, 2050 climate change will be at a certain point and then all of a sudden planes stop flying yeah because of coronavirus then now it's like dang we have to go back to the drawing board right. there's so many goddamn variables Bro, for making the global earth, projections man. yeah the earth
3: keeping that in check yeah right um i was just wondering about this dude Imagine how boring it must have been to be a climate scientist before global warming was (laughs) becoming a research theory, dude. Like, what the (laughs) fuck did you do with your time?
0: Yeah, dude, the the, the climate scientists are just like fudging the numbers just so they have, like, it's exciting, it like interests them.
3: Yeah, they got something (laughs) to do.
0: No, I literally had, okay, you guys might have known this, but the. Controversial professor at LMU. Who I took an astronomy class, which you think has nothing to do, like astronomy and climate change. But apparently, this professor like loves to bring it up. But every semester, this guy—he has a PhD in astronomy, something like that. I don't know. Okay. So, well, uh, what
3: is this? He's got an astrology. <laughs> astrology? <laughs> there we
0: go. <laughs> yeah, uh, but every class he or every semester he has the one class on climate change: fact or fiction and he brings up this like 50, 50 50 slide powerpoint about like some people like walk out because they literally can't handle his his hot takes uh in hot takes on what side that basically the you know the numbers are fudged we don't need this whole thing of like
1: hmm. become
0: green energy now would,
1: is is he the the big old kind of kind of fat white guy
0: He's actually skinny and like oh, takes. He rides his like little scooter to class, or like little bike. And I think he works at like uh. There's what's that one Raytheon, hmm. which is like a, like an aerospace thing. They or do a something. bunch of stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he and some people just like were up in arms against it. But like, and we like you for extra credit, you could like write a little reflection. And I mean, I I was. So I wrote a little extra credit and I said, like, yeah, you could be... You have something to say, like, you know, there is an idea of, like, it's kind of a romantic idea of hu- that humans can contribute to the climate when, like, the universe is so big and and some in some senses doesn't really care about human life. It's just somehow this crazy random miracle that life even exists. And humans always want to create meaning out of things so in this way oh we see the it's kind of like the narcissism of humans are like oh the earth is changing it's all it's because of us you know it's because i took a 10 minute shower yeah yeah um yeah. i don't know how much <laughs> it is true but it it made me think of uh in a different sort of way and uh what did the slide what facts did that slide pull out i don't remember this is a f- like this is like five it years ago but uh i, I think just healthy, like the numbers
1: change like yeah I a healthy know. amount of skepticism is is always good yeah especially like if, if he was just straight up like just bringing numbers out of his behind then maybe it's like bro what are you even talking about you know but if he's actually bringing up good points and and he's not just straight up just like just saying this isn't true but just saying look at these numbers and and mm-hmm. just think about it yeah um mm-hmm. then i think that's that's healthy because like i was listening to npr yesterday and this one dude got on and he was talking about the coronavirus, and um, it was on, like, BBC World or whatever, mm-hmm. like, a, one of their segments. Oh, yeah. And um, he was, he, I think it was, well, he was saying how, like, everyone's talking smack about the U.S. based on, like, the, the death toll, but we're, we're not even looking at the numbers per capita when we're talking about this. Mm-hmm. And also, he was talking about how, like, there's this one, like, um, like statistical analysis that ep- epidemiologists usually use to, to compare a baseline from the previous year of like viral deaths to the year we now have and so the number that everyone's citing is from like john topkins Mm -hmm. and so he was saying that like we're not taking the typical epidemiological approach to study these numbers and so he was just saying that we're not doing it right and then like the the talk show guy was like well, you do have to say that America has a lot of dead people. He's like, yeah, we have a lot of dead people. I'm not talking about that. Yeah. But we're just not comparing the numbers the way we'd normally do it. And so that makes them think that there's an agenda. When you're not doing mm. the regular scientific analysis to study this, and you're using a number that makes it look really bad for America, then then it just makes it feel like there's an agenda there. Yeah, Dude,
3: Spotify's about marked mark this podcast as presenting <laughs> <Yeah>. COVID news. <laughs> no, because that's the
1: thing about it. Like, It is true that we have this certain number of deaths, but like... We, we you don't need like, like a better analysis would be the per capita because now we're talking right. about like per people in America per hundred thousand or something like that. Yeah. Then you kind of you know level it out a little more, and even then we're like number eight in the world, so we're still doing super bad Who's for like one? for like our wealth. I think Brazil is now. Yeah. Mm. Or India.
0: I forgot. but Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's weird how me- we usually, the metrics of it and like the raw yeah. data. We there's like a one way how we're we see like. The growth over time, like on New York Times, like the 14 day change. Like, we're always, uh, it seems to be like we're looking for way to, you know, flatten the curve, wear a mask. But it's, I feel like at this, like, months later, we're past, almost past that. And, like, I mean, obviously we're still wearing masks and social distancing, but, like.
1: Yeah, this guy kind of sounded like he had an agenda too, though, but I feel everyone does, no matter how hard we try, I guess. But he was also talking about how, um, if if the goal of the shutdown is to pre- prevent deaths, um, mm-hmm. he was saying that he just started citing a bunch of numbers about how like eighty percent of planned uh, tumor removals got canceled. Oh yeah, like uh, things that are aren't considered. You know, uh, what, what's essential? the word for essential? Essential, yeah, essential. Like surgeries and stuff like that. Um, a lot of a lot of kids that would get their nutrition at their schools are going to have long term health issues because of this. Because mm-hmm. now they're just eating Cheetos at home or something.
3: <laughs> I don't know. And yeah. so there,
1: there's, like, long-term effects, not not just the most immediate, I guess, which would be the virus. Right. So it, it is right. just such a tough thing to discuss. Yeah. Because if you tell that to someone, like, and they're, they're, some people might not even want to talk to you if you say that. Because mm-hmm. they think you're trying to, like, discredit the virus and saying it's not an issue. But it is an issue. But it's just, there's so many things happening that it's hard to say. We'll, we'll know, if, like, 10 years from now what the right answer was. Right. Yeah. When we get to look back on it. Mm-hmm.
0: Life goes on, though. I know we it's... Literally... It's crazy, too. Like, seeing the numbers, but then also seeing uh, how... Like, literally, my sister got COVID, and now my my mom has it, too. And I'm worried, because my mom has, like, arthritis. And so she's, like, immunocompromised. And uh, luckily, she's feeling better. I talk to her, like, every day since... uh, And... Her, like, body's aching, but um, that's just because she's off her arthritis mm-hmm. meds. And, like, it's so likely the respiratory stuff is better. But seeing... It, there's, like, some cognitive dissonance of, like, seeing your loved ones close yeah. to you have it. And then seeing, like, the numbers on in the world. And, like, you know, my sister had it, and she recovered. And my mom, who's, you know, and she's, not, she's no spring chicken. But... Uh, she looks like she's recovering too.
1: So, yeah, I was thinking about that too. How, how in in both scenarios you end up kind of forming your own bias. Because mm-hmm. I was like, let's up until the point my sister ended up getting coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Like I, it wasn't that I didn't believe in it, but it just didn't seem like, like I was thinking about
3: it daily. You know, right. it's it's not it's not an issue to it's at your front door yeah and then when in my case it's in my back door (laughs) (laughs) when it was in in my front door no man (laughs) i'm kidding kidding. i had had a tenant that contracted it Mm -hmm. and uh passed away from it so it's just it's the it is that issue of it's not an issue to holy shit it's it's in your circle
0: yeah
3: yeah well that's the thing about it though Where like that's what i
1: was trying to get at where when it wasn't in your circle, you don't care about it that much. And then sometimes when it does get in your circle, you kinda of focus on it a little too much. Mm-hmm. And so now you feel like every time you see someone they got coronavirus. Now right. and, and in both cases I don't think it's healthy. Like obviously you should be safe about the things you do, mm-hmm. but you also shouldn't like like be afraid of the world now and like and think you're gonna well, die tomorrow. I, you know? I just
3: think about like the state we are now versus months ago. Like I remember when this was the first issue of talk we brought it up on this podcast that me and Caesar were at a restaurant. We were Popeye's. Yeah, we were at Popeye's. <laughs> restaurant, what the fuck? We were at Popeye's, and yeah. this, an Asian lady happened to walk in wearing a mask, and she coughed, and everyone just immediately looked at her. Yeah. And this was before, like, you know, stay at home and all that.
1: Yeah, at work, we were... Me and, and the laboratory manager were planning a, a laboratory shutdown because we got a lot of expensive equipment that mm-hmm. can't just be turned off, like like a Wii U, you know, you got to actually, it's a process to turn things off. A Wii U. Um, but when we would go up to the scientists and be like, yo, we're uh, trying to make some protocols, they'd be like, what? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. what do you mean? And then literally next week, we're like, yeah, yeah we can't go into the lab, guys. We got to shut this all down. Like, because then that's when like uh, Garcetti was already yeah. saying like, essential workers and things like that
0: my office is literally shut down like literally we moved out of the office and uh, are all working from home like our we didn't renew our lease i had to oh dang. We, we didn't hire movers um so like it was just a few of the workers like me and like why i don't know why the the uh, our boss made us not hire m- movers and do it ourselves but we did it and that's why there's some Crop's still in the studio here from my office, um, but yeah, it just goes to show, like, that's the future, but no, things are going good, I was telling you guys about my work and, like, uh, the, the boat, but I have some good news, um, maybe it's some positive news, uh, I was telling you all this stuff about how I was on my boss's boat, but now he wants me to come stay with him in New York for a little while, Oh, so, nice. uh, I think, like, in a few weeks, I'm going to live in New York for, like, a month.
3: Brooklyn? Brooklyn? Uh, <laughs> long Island. Long Island. Did you tell him you think things are moving a little bit too fast?
0: <laughs>
3: no? What do you mean? No, Did he I've tell been, you I've he been needed with a company?
0: massage therapist
1: to come stay with him?
0: I don't know what you're talking about. I'm there am there. How for long next? are you going to be there? Uh, Maybe, you know, a few weeks, a month. That's dope
1: yeah terrible time to go because you're not gonna be able to enjoy it as much as you could have right but it's still dope yeah, um, yeah i
0: guess i'm doing good work and uh so yeah you'll hear we can do zoom podcasts when i'm over there and yeah it'll be cool. let's
1: drive to new
3: york freddie yeah,
0: yeah I'm down yeah uh, but he does live in manhattan so i just talked to him and yeah i could like take the train from long island to see him in oh manhattan
3: oh god you're gonna be on the subway
0: no no that's it's not well subway maybe inside the city by no, the you're train. it's a
3: ferry to the to Manhattan. No, it's a train. I don't know. No, there's no. I mean, there's well, a the, the, the thing about being
1: a tourist is that I feel like it'll be really glamorous for you to have to go through that whole journey. Yeah, exactly. Maybe after staying for like three or six months, then it's just annoying. Yeah. <laughs> but it, for the time you'll be there, everything's gonna be awesome.
0: Yeah. Apparently, there's also a car gonna be a car for me too, so I, I won't be like stuck on the island. You're gonna be driving in New York. I mean not inside the city but like on long island maybe
3: i don't know anything about new york oh man let me tell you about my journey to new york (laughs) new york is they call it the jungle for a reason like number one dude nobody drives in new york it's the the gas is super cheap there because the demand is so (laughs) so, low there's only a handful of people with cars (laughs)
0: Please do this whole segment, the whole segment, <laughs> do in, the man. whole segment in New York. It's not like like
1: what's his name, uh, Matt Damon in Goodwill Hunting, right? Yeah. <laughs> There's
3: only a few people with cars in New York, uh, and <laughs> let me tell you, <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you about it. Ray's Pizzeria on Fourth and Nine has the Bunch best. Bunch of slice. cocksuckers. <laughs> Bunch of cocksuckers in the Bronx. Yeah. Uh, it's I hate New York, man. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> New York sucked ass. Forget any, about it. Forget about <laughs> it. Any New York, any New York listeners on this podcast? New York fucking sucks. I like New York.
0: I don't know what you, you guys. Are you about. haven't even been there. <laughs> I've,
3: I was there last year. I was there literally
0: this weekend. Last year, I was there. You're for, gonna hate uh, New York after you have to live there. I know. There's like I've been to the city and like New Jersey, but never what, Long why Island. Are you in Jersey? I have family there actually. Fuck Jersey. And, uh, my nana is from Montclair, New Jersey. Yeah, But you're
1: going to be on Long Island. That's
0: not even yeah, New York. Yeah. No, it's outside. It's a lot different.
1: Is it nicer? Yeah, it's more
0: like suburban and it's like uh that, what's the Oh wait. No, lot, St- it's it's, it's kind of tra- It's very traditional like I was going to uh,
3: say Staten Island's different than Long Island. Yeah.
0: Uh I'll show you a map.
3: Show me a map of the five bulls That's
1: pretty dope though.
3: Yeah.
1: I for some reason I've been thinking about New York too just about
3: visiting. Um I don't, I don't know why. why bro i just had a bad experience dude here. people are
0: fucking aggressive so i'll be staying like right around here and then Bye, zoom yeah. out and then here's new york Can you oh see yeah york? You're, you're gonna here's the here's Manhattan. so so like here's long island right where's the office um more like downtown or well there is no necessarily office since we're all working from home so mm. i'd be i'd be working from home um i like my boss's house i guess um but he doesn't won't live together i mean <laughs> i'll have the house pretty much to myself
1: i think as soon as you show up he's like dang it i forgot to, to book separate bedrooms <laughs> no come on
0: <laughs> come on but i don't know i'll be there for a little while and uh i know aaron friend of the pod uh lives in connecticut so maybe oh, i'll see you over I'll, there yeah i'll, I'll visit him which is like just across the pond I thought I,
3: thought Connecticut, <laughs> <laughs> I thought Connecticut was closer
0: to Boston No it's like literally here's Long Island and then oh, it's that on the whole opposite area side area is
3: just bunched up
0: Yeah like this area like the tri-state area of New York, Jersey okay, and Connecticut how,
3: how how long would it take me to get from Boston to New York Like a couple hours maybe
1: What about Chicago to New York Oh that's a while that's uh, that's that's, a that's
0: like a plane ride bro That Illinois, yeah there's definitely a train that does it, but... Uh, is it like going from like LA to Vegas? No, no. Here's Chicago. Oh, dang. And then New York is like... There's Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, Pennsylvania, which is a big-ass state. And then, and then there's New York. New York? New York. New York. New York, New York. Stay away from... Um, I'm going to be
1: so pissed if Protis comes back
3: with an accent. Yeah. I'll be surprised we'll if he doesn't develop an <laughs> accent.
0: Yeah. No, I'm going to eat like dollars. Sliced pizza and... Uh, doll
3: of sliced pizza. Doll of dogs. And,
0: no, the, there's a specific Long Island accent, actually. It's, like... Like, uh... Ooh, like, white claw.
3: White claw. <laughs>
0: yeah, and it's, like, no. Long Island is known for being, like, very... You should just
3: talk like a Bostonian like, while you're there, like bro. Like,
0: waspy, like, uh... Very traditional nah. white but hey
3: hey I, whole, the whole time you're there to develop speak like a bostonian just to piss people off when, when the dnc did
1: their whole roll call about the like democratic nomination they were like everyone from like different states and stuff was mm-hmm. speaking and i thought it was super funny when like you'd hear accents like american accents yeah. of, like different places long island yeah they were long like island. the state yeah. of new york yeah now there's some 40 th- votes for <laughs> biden
0: <laughs> yeah that is crazy stuff going on in the... Now that we're, like, what, two months away from the election? I'm a little spooked g- for the I'm, election. Me too. Straight up, like, I feel like no matter what happens, there's going to be riots. No matter I who wins, I think there's I read riot. a
1: doomsday scenario, I think, up from... I think it was the New Yorker. The What's New, the New- Yorker? <laughs> it might have been the Washington Post. The New Yorker. So this one dude was saying that, um... Basically... He, he was just trying to think of a scenario where we could go into civil war and based on his calculations whatever the hell they are he said there's a 60 percent chance he didn't, cre- I mean, he a didn't show the numbers
3: well
1: let me tell you the scenario finish. though yeah, yeah <laughs> so what he was saying is that um one of the unique things that happened recently is that uh, an extreme left person fired a shot
3: yeah, that's and so, 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 so
1: typically it'd be, you know, a right-wing extremist since they're usually the ones that are all about guns and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll show up fully armed and then something will happen and then they'll end up shooting someone.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but now the spooky thing is that if, if, you know, the left-wing extremists are now showing up fully armed and, like, before these protests, people would show up, like, with their posters and stuff. Now Jeez. people are showing up in, like, body armor and they're, like, repping their local militia. And like, the, like they, the patriot players, I think, are like the right wing dudes. Patriot that, uh, yeah, the pr- prayers, yeah. <laughs>
0: Wait, yeah. Can you bring me up to speed on what's going on with okay, that? So yeah, you like, can talk about portals. because you you are you are oh. wearing a what kind of hat is that?
3: This is my uh, this is my zapatista hat. Yeah, little uh, zapatista. Zapatista. Uh, like, we'll so let, so we'll let yeah. Freddie
1: talk about Portland because I feel like he knows more about it, and yeah. then I'll tie it into the doomsday scenario. Yeah. Well, I'll tie it in for you. It just can me up because
0: I don't really know exactly. I know there was shots fired, people died on both sides, right? So okay, so let's go here.
3: Uh, <laughs> Jesus okay, you don't, don't have to do the, talking like a New York. <laughs> you have to do Portland
0: accent. No? Portland doomsday doesn't accent. have an
3: accent, dude. You just sound like a hipster. Yeah. So news from the front lines. <laughs> so as everyone heard what Caesar was talking about, the left-wing shooter, the left-wing shooter was Michael Forrest Reinholm. He was a noted Antifa uh, member, and he shot a guy in patriotic prayer. That was the guy that was found dead. And that's the right-wing group, right? That was the right-winger. He was, they were part of the Trump caravan. Oh but, you know, things are kind of mixed because the witnesses, because he was defending someone, they're saying this guy came over there with mace in hand, and he was calling other people. He's like, we got a couple over here. Let's... So they're saying, like, you know... Well, obviously, the guy can't speak for himself, because he's fucking dead. Right. Uh, you know, bring you up to speed on that. He was killed two days ago in a shootout with police in Washington. Mm-hmm. So, hmm So... Wait, is
0: this anything to do with, also, that, like, kid who's... Sh- that who kid sh- was in Wisconsin. Uh, oh, but, yeah, that's different. That's different. It's the right. Kenosha that, kid, yeah. Right. That's,
3: you know, tying it into that doomsday scenario, I there's a post here i'll read it from a lawyer defending him not a lawyer just a lawyer not his actual attorney but defending his actions and he said saying stuff like this where it kind of feeds what caesar's talking about we're kind of edging towards a insurrection i want if it's a a civil Civil war war. i don't think the government's going to be involved on either side it's going to be more of an insurrection well, let me tell you the doomsday scenario where the government does get involved. Oh. Let me let's set let's <laughs> set the floor first before yeah. you go into We're it. We're gonna have
1: to play some cyberpunk, right? Yeah. yeah.
3: So I'll, I'll put I'll, I'll lay some in. Okay. This is from an attorney named John Pierce. Kyle Rittenhouse, the guy, the kid who shot those two yeah. people in in Wisconsin, will go down in American history alongside that brave unknown patriot at Lexington Green, who fired the shot heard around the world on April 19, seventeen seventy-five. A second American revolution against tyranny has begun. Hashtag fight back. So you see, like, there's polarization on the left and right. And you're seeing a lot more. There's the Not Fucking Around Coalition. Have you guys ever heard of them? That's a left-wing militia. And they're they're a black militia group who advocate for, um, like, they want almost a a separatist black state. Right. And they're kind of just, it's almost like the... they're, I would say, dude, they're more extreme than the Black Panthers. Really? Yeah. They don't have no ties to the Black Panthers. So that's kind of what Caesar was presenting is that you got the armed left showing up at these protests. And they're like, we're going to protest and we're going to defend ourselves because you guys are coming to our protests and instigating it. If they're mm. not firing first. I mean, what reason do you have going to a, pro, uh, a counter protest armed? You want to instigate something and then yeah. you, you, you feel justified in taking a life. So, you know, it's an eye for an eye now. That kid killed two BLM's protesters. This guy in Antifa said, okay, well, I'm going to take one of the Trump supporters with me. So, what's, what? and then,
0: so there's that. And then what's the doomsday thing?
1: Okay, so the doomsday scenario is um, based on what this guy presented. I need to find the article. I'll send it to you guys later. But he was saying that Trump is already priming um, the American people to doubt the results of the election by talking so much about mail fraud or voter mm-hmm. ballot fraud Vote or twice um, so he's he's priming it so that you know if, if something does happen and and there he loses he has something to say I guess so the scenario that they talked about in this was obviously there's already going to be extremist groups that are fully armed so there's already going to be some sort of you know skirmishes happening in America and then the thing that's going to be like the flashpoint will be um, election day where the votes are going to have to be counted over like a month probably mm-hmm. because they're going to be coming in so slow. So there's going to be a lot of time where it's going to be weird to say definitively who the new commander in chief is. Mm. And so probably what's going to happen, though, is that Trump will probably win through the electoral college in this scenario through electoral votes, whereas Biden will be leading in the popular vote. And so in this month long so time, it's going to be kind of weird where we don't know who to say as president. And so it's going to be a weird little transition point, like, and like, with all this violence happening, uh, coupled with a transition point that yeah. non-distinctive, I guess. Um, what they were saying in the scenario is that Trump says he's still the president, and Biden is saying I'm the president, and then obviously the House is going to say we think Biden is president, and the Senate's going to say I think Trump is president. So the, the Senate is going to
3: for presidents, though, right? The Senate is the one that does that casts the electoral votes. Yeah,
1: the 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 two senators per.
3: Yeah, so the Senate commits. Well, that, the... well
1: that's the thing. Well, even even then, um, you still have Democratic states that are going to be like, "Well, I recognize Biden as president," and the 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 like Republican yeah. states saying, "We think Trump is president." Mm. And since no one can really say definitively, since the votes are still being counted for a whole month, um, there's going to be. A call to action, basically, by either Trump or Biden. Biden's not going to do it. It's going to be well. Trump. That's the thing. There, there was some. They were talking about in the article how Kamala Harris already like tweeted something about how like, like I think the protests were happening and they were getting pretty violent, and she's like, "Don't stop protesting. We need to continue this." And so, mm-hmm. if if you're I guess super right. Republican and, and you see Kamala Harris saying that, and then you you see a city burning. Um, you don't associate that with her saying we need to continue the fight against systemic racism yeah. you see that as her saying we need to burn she, this shit down right. still and so you if you have a gun and you hear Kamala Harris calling for this and you think she's calling for destruction you're gonna show up with your local militia Jeez. <laughs> and so that, that's the doomsday scenario at least that they talk it's about it's not
3: quite and that's what I'm saying it's, it's not doomsday scenario because that's what you're seeing now you're seeing yeah. these skirmishes like these two shootings happen within five days of each other the kid shot those two people, mm-hmm. and this guy was at the Portland protest when the Trump caravan rode through, and he yeah. shot that guy, and he, then he fled the scene. So you're seeing it's like an eye for an eye. It's like, oh, look, the left is, they're, they're, they're killing us. Something spooky, too, though. Well, and one thing I want to say, too, yeah, was yeah. like, you mentioned there's going to be that month law before, we know, before yeah. we know the election. You know Trump is going to use that to say, oh, well, I lost the election because they're tampering with the votes that entire month maybe when, one of the spooky
1: things like I was listening to the Wall Street Journal yesterday um, yeah. They're what's happening in news or whatever and there was this one dude talking about how because coronavirus has us all in our houses there were people that were already somewhat radicalized but they've never really had a call to action oh. um, are going into all these like chat rooms and then they're in an Four, echo chamber ten, yeah, gag, of, like, yeah. of like their groups and they're joining these groups because they're like okay well I like them they're in my state I care about protecting my city or whatever mm-hmm. the way they see it you know and so they're joining these groups, but some of them are super, super like cyberpunky, and into like, like, you know how there's people who see a zombie movie and they're like, yeah, that would be badass. I'd have a yeah. shotgun and I'd go shoot zombies. Yeah. Right. Like me, when I see that, I'm like, hell no, I don't ever want a zombie world. Right. That's scary as hell. But there's some people who see what's happening right now and they kind of fetishize it to some degree. Right. And they're like, boys, It'd be yeah. so dope if society collapsed and then we'd go out there Anarchy, with our guns. Right. And so there's people that talk in these chat rooms apparently saying, like, wouldn't it be cool if we went to one of these protests? And we strategically, like, for example, shot a a black police officer and then made a statement saying we did it because the police force told us to do it because they didn't like him. They could just do like some sort of false flag thing to to further deepen the divide and get closer to the collapse. Like playing out their. Yeah, so that's that's scary as hell. There's people that
3: want to do strategic things like this to bring the collapse. It's funny you brought that up, dude, because there's this one uh, page on Reddit called Liberal Gun Owners. So it's left. (laughs) it's left-leaning gun owners and this guy said he's like i was at a range and i overheard a bunch of these guys saying they want to go in the defense of property to these protests fully armed and he's saying these guys are like uh, they're they own assault weapons like assault rifles they're fully armed body vests like they're boogaloo boys and like these guys want to they're like yeah like let's just go like let's just be there and then like if stuff happens like i'm looking forward to it so what i'm saying is like well, you're going to see more of these clashes that you're going to see, I mean, initially just started with the right wing. I don't, I'm not going to say, oh, the left wing started or the right wing started. it. I'm just going to say is that the first people we saw showing up armed to counter protest and open carry were the right. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I don't know who's right or wrong in that Wisconsin shooting. It could be easily be said that this guy was acting in self-defense. That's for a court to decide. I yeah. think the court's gonna fucking give it to him because was he wrong? Was he right? I don't think he was right. That's the spooky thing about it, though. Where like,
1: if if you're like in Wisconsin and it goes to like the state court, I don't know where it is yeah. right now, if it's like a federal or something, but if like in those cases, we're getting closer to where we we justice isn't gonna be right now. What is justice? It's gonna be what what's doesn't lead like? to to some sort of yeah. more incitement of riots it's from de-escalation because that'd be kind of scary like let's say they look at all the evidence they're like alright well it looks like he did it in self defense there's no way that's not going to lead to more shootings right. it's
3: going to be I mean
1: it, there, it's going to be a spooky thing right. as a judge to decide like dang should I do I'm the right thing right
3: now these protests are going to get more and more violent mm-hmm. it's it's the right wing people they want the militias want to show up there and they're just holding the ground, but they're instigating people. They're edging them on. Mm. There's nothing against the law that says I can't yell at you at a protest. Yeah. Right. Oh, but you. Oh, you can't handle that. Okay, so now you reach for my weapon. You reached for me. My. You're reaching for my weapon. I was in. I was in. Yeah. I was in danger. I shot. Right. Are you talking about the Rittenhouse House kid? Yeah, or, that's yeah. the whole concept. The guy mm. was kind of there. Instigating yeah, that's the people. thing.
1: Like even then, like I was just thinking, like legally. I'm I'm no lawyer, but I'm thinking like in Wisconsin, if they're like one of those stand your ground places, that is stand your ground. If yeah, if, if yeah, legally speaking, I'm not talking right. even like about ethics in this case. Unfortunately, yeah, just legally, if they 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 were like approaching him and he obviously had a gun, so like it, right. it I don't know. To me, it seemed like it's. It's it's pretty easy for the lawyers to to mm-hmm. hash this one out, but yeah, like I'm saying, you it, it you this is gonna be dragged out a lot more because right. it's it's difficult I to mean, say these things. It,
3: we're definitely at flashpoints of this. Right.
0: Well, the weird thing is, we're calling it like a civil war and all this stuff, but there's no way like any. It's more of like a lot of small extremist groups sort of pushing the narrative. It's not like. The Civil War back in the 1800s, where it was like that was like the big thing that's happened. Like, I know there's p- protests in Portland, protests in Wisconsin. What was the,
3: well, how did the Civil War start? Well,
0: I don't, I, it started through a number of things, but I, what I'm saying is like, I mean, mostly slavery, but what I'm saying is that,
3: uh, it just started with one insurrection, dude. It literally started with a group of 30 or so guys going to a military base saying we're taking over this well you know what's, I don't know, what's beautiful you think about, it'll go
0: into a full-on like america like the army versus uh
1: i don't know
3: it, it's gonna be this my i don't know if it'll get that i don't think it's gonna get that i crazy.
1: think i think the beauty of how divided we are as a nation is that there's all these dumbass little militia groups yeah so if we ever do get into like some full-on like just action where there's war on the streets it's gonna be some sort of like south america thing where there's like these paramilitary groups and yeah. stuff where there's gonna be a bunch of little skirmishes like in portland the antifa versus whoever the hell yeah. and then like in wisconsin this group versus this well, group that's right.
3: what scares me more dude it's just like you look at these paramilitary groups in south america or different yeah. places it's like obviously they're not the majority mm-hmm. right but They are able to take over countries. What makes you think these guys aren't Trump's paramilitary hand? Obviously, he's not giving them explicit directions, but he's almost giving them the wink like, oh, like, yeah, you guys should do this. I'm not saying you should do it, but wink, wink. Right. He definitely
0: doesn't. Trump's definitely not helping. He doesn't not say it. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) And that's what's more scary is just like he adds fuel to the, the fire.
1: So I was sorry. I was talking to to Ramon and George though yesterday when I was playing League of Legends and I <laughs> nice. was thinking like no matter and uh, maybe it's just me and I'm just lazy as hell but no matter how fiery I think I can get about an issue I think on a Friday night I'd rather just stay home and chill. I mean and totally- so I've, I I've got to believe that most Americans just want to chill. Yeah
0: definitely not I'm not all grow. of them are
1: like these people in these chat rooms saying like let's go blow this shit up you know like, right just but that's also it, me but yeah. that's what's trying the to the scary bro yeah.
3: it's the people who it's the minority it's the silent majority versus the vocal minority yeah. and, and you know it's the it's the inert min- majority versus the uh, activated majority we're mm-hmm. like okay yeah dude the majority of americans aren't gun ho about these but these guys are fucking stockpiling weapons yeah mm-hmm. like these guys have you seen app what appalachia looks like dude like you got basically like a bunch of families like living in communes where it's just like yeah like we're gonna defend it this is our land right. we're against the atf or any federal entity coming in here and telling us what to do mm-hmm. it's another waco yeah it's dude <laughs> yeah what was waco yeah. it was you're telling uh, me like you think look at waco dude look how hard of a government the atf had with that yeah. like well See, that's the thing about it where if if the
1: government really just wants to get down a business they'll just blow up a place but they're gonna have to approach it yeah then, and defend not killing then, a baby
3: you, well you gotta think of like it's like you if you do that if you put if you bring down one domino how many other dominoes yeah. are you setting in play after that
1: yeah well on a, on a brighter note though um Jerome Powell, the dude from the Federal Reserve, said that federal interest rates are going to be pretty low for the next year or two, Mm -hmm. and that's not a good thing. I guess, but it means that getting a mortgage loan is going to be pretty—you're going to get really good interest rates for the next two years, which will hopefully mean that a lot more people will move out of the cities.
0: Well, people are already doing it right now, right?
1: So that—that—that's ideal, especially in this scenario for for easing the tensions. If we become less densely populated in the city,
3: interest go down too.
1: Well, we're not. If it's a federally backed I mean, I student, student loan, loans. they're they're gonna. You're not gonna have to pay pay them or pay any interest until December thirty first. I 31st. just forgive him, bro. Yeah, <laughs> they'll never get you.
3: I have. I only have Send like. Collections on you. I have no, dude. I have forty thousand student loans. Like, I feel like it. They'd be. They'd benefit more from just forgiving my student loan mm-hmm. than trying to get me to pay back forty grand. Yeah, they're paying someone to call you every yeah, week to, to like, get you to pay.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Boy, we were talking about the Trump stuff earlier. I, I feel like the whole thing that we saw of the uh, calling the people who died in war as Better. losers and suckers. Like, I feel like that definitely doesn't help his case. I don't know how much it'll skew the results in, well, in that's you know, the, come that's November, Well, that's the thing
3: but, about his base, Protus. Yeah. Like, these guys are... They're so brainwashed that they are they see this on the news, and it's like, well, for one thing, Fox News wasn't playing mm-hmm. this at all. Yeah, and then yeah. CNN's going to run it all day long. they are like, oh, this is CNN fake news. They're trying to bring mm-hmm. down Trump yeah. or all these QAnon guys. <laughs> oh, Jesus shit. Christ, dude. See, I
1: had my bones to pick with that news piece only because when, when they report, like, when I heard it on NPR, they were like, um, this has not been confirmed, but... And I was like, bro, you shouldn't say things like that. Like, if, yeah. if you if you have to preface it and you know it's going to be inflammatory as hell. Right. If you have to preface it with we have not confirmed this and then say this inflammatory ass thing, then, bro, like, you shouldn't do that.
0: Right. Yeah, there's, they need to have some integrity because it, the news has to like, you know, journalism is becoming more and more like, uh, what is it called? like uh just sensationalist yeah right just whatever makes the big headline which sucks before it can confirm that's why we're saying like fake news all this yeah thing. you're
1: giving him more and more uh, ammo because mm-hmm. yeah. it, it was the atlantic i think that said it and, and when they said it he's already talking crap about this one dude yeah that, that he thinks is the one that said it but that also makes me think that I'm kind of suspicious. If he thinks he knows who said it, then maybe he knows who he said it to. Yeah. So that's kind of suspicious. But but in either case, I, I think, yeah, there should be some yeah. more integrity and right. things like this.
0: And, like, the 24-hour news cycle, how it's just, like, I always has to, like, change. Like, just a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about the USPS and all this and, like... Have you seen Nightcrawler? Yeah, yeah, I've seen Nightcrawler. It's, like, kind of like yeah. that stuff. Jake Gyllenhaal's... It's the next that. news thing. Yeah. But, yeah, I was, like to tell a story I was like at USPS at the post office and I was telling you guys like I saw uh, like a Ben Shapiro listener in the wild um
3: in his natural habitat it was yeah
0: Abby. yeah he was just on a bike and like That's dropping funny. off some mail like in a, like playing off a speaker in his little bike uh basket on his handlebars and I was like oh and I turned my head I was like okay well that guy's kind of of weird but no like apparently like <laughs> Ben Shapiro's podcast is, like, really popular. I I don't really listen to it, really. Um, But it's, like, top five on... But anyway, I was at USPS and, like, the bureaucracy of it, like, I was just trying to change, like, for my work, do some administrative change of address stuff. And it was just so difficult because the bureaucracy of it. And I love USPS.
3: I support USPS, but, yeah, I... I told I told Aunt, I told Tony this earlier today. I've had a package sitting in an LA distribution center for over a week now. My mm-hmm. mail just isn't moving. Yeah, and like I'm literally one stop away from it getting to my house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, if if you look on on Google reviews for every single postal service place
1: near your, just look at any single one on the Google reviews. They're all like one star. <laughs> yeah, well, people generally review when they don't like it right yeah yeah but i mean there's a lot of places that at least three stars you know like yeah that's true like but they're horrible have
0: you had any dealings with the usps lately
1: i only i only go to 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 one in uh, pasadena it's mm. a beautiful one it's it's really nice it's in a nice neighborhood you go in there there's never a line their the people are really nice late. to me yeah they're they're always like you leave something with them because usually like what i'll do when i ship out packages is is i'll i'll print out a scan form and then when I show up, they just scan it. And then it'll show all my packages received with them. And mm-hmm. then they ship it out. And um, I went to one by my place in like South Central. <laughs> and the chi- uh, chick was like, what is this? And I was like, it's a scam form. She's like, we don't do that here. And I'm like, it says USPS on it. She's like, yeah, well, I don't know how to use it. And I was like, Dang. what the hell? And then uh, I was like, okay, well, that's annoying. But yeah. I just go to that one because all of them suck. Yeah, definitely.
0: I mean, there's FedEx
1: and stuff, but. Yeah.
0: They're expensive. Yeah. They're they're good for like for larger parcels, I guess. Yeah.
1: But if you're just shipping out like a book,
3: I just want my fucking books, bro. Like, yeah, <laughs> <I know>.
0: speaking <laughs> of uh, South LA news, though, I did you hear that stuff about um, current price taking? I don't know. I, we may we might not have to discuss that. But, like, <laughs> We're are like gonna both, lose I our funding? It, I sent it to your dad, and he was like, you know, that's uh, you, you gotta. You like, can't not
3: talk about it now.
0: Yeah. Your dad, like, reposted it and he's like, um, you gotta, like, make money. Let me see. Hold on. So, your your dad... like There's this article in the LA Times about how current price paved the way for big electronic billboards, which is on, like, the reef, which is this landmark building development. Uh, on Washington and Maine. Yeah. Um, supposedly... Some say gentrify, others say reignite the uh, businesses <laughs> word, reignite. in uh, in South LA. Um, but then the development group group like donated to current price's re-election like seventy-five thousand dollars, which is normal. It's like a super PAC or his political action committee. And then I sent it to your dad just because I wanted to know what his thoughts were. Mm-hmm. He says nothing is free in life. We all do things by convenience in many ways. We supported the reef because renewal is very important. In our area, many, many residents are talking a lot about doing something, but only words and our area needs investments or we will decay more. No money, no honey. (laughs) Besides, we were promised some money by the reef but never got it. So people cannot say that we support by convenience. Council member Kern Price is not perfect but he has done his best. I know more can be done, but, but bureaucracy is very strong tape. is a very strong tape to cut. It's easy, easy to criticize, but not easy to do something.
2: Oh
0: That was pretty good. Did yeah. tagged you in that? I sent it to him. <laughs> I, I posted <laughs> he said, on at me. Bro. <laughs> I posted it on his <laughs> wall. Just says so I, I wanted to hear his thoughts, because um, your dad is, usually has something good, you know anything to say Hot about it. How it takes about, and this is news. Like we, I, I was making a documentary about uh, the church and everything, and we went to the reef, and I actually, I've met Karen Price. I've like shook his hand and everything pre-COVID, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's a. Uh, full disclosure yeah full disclosure <laughs> i know him and For, uh, we're gonna
1: post a picture of you shaking his hand yeah like, i have
0: video and every uh, video evidence um Take you were there too you were you, you were like oh, the street cleaning yeah you're my camera guy, and i've met him multiple, but i've been to the reef and it's a weird building um it's like mostly empty because it's still
1: like yeah i think it's like a 10-year plan or something yeah but it's there and uh i don't know this reminds me of that whole um, that super viral video of uh, AOC Alexandra Ocasio Cortez, mm-hmm. but where the she's goddess. like talking about the bad guys or whatever. Yeah, um, where she's like, if I'm a politician and I want to receive money from someone and then later invest in whatever this industry is because they're giving me money and I could directly affect this industry, is that mm-hmm. illegal? And they're all like, no. And th- that kind of just sounds like what's happening here. Where it's not actually illegal but it's definitely unethical frowned upon well it's (laughs) not even frowned upon because it's
0: not illegal it's just frowned upon like (laughs) it's not cool
1: well that's the thing uh, where if if, i'm assuming the majority of politicians do this mm -hmm. so it's it's kind of weird where it's like one of those things where we're talking about the individual where it's really just the game that's how the game is played
3: don't hate the player yeah
1: seriously
0: and that's and that's on politics but one other development in in la that i'm interested in too is that's also going to be it's a plan. it's the whiskey hotel i saw that a little piece of news um like there's a whiskey hotel in i think downtown la and it's going to open in a couple of years um that has a, a whiskey fountain and all this and gross. a few years and yeah no. is it's it like a whiskey true. water fountain or is it like a fountain <laughs> like a you know like a cheese like a fondue or like a uh, chocolate like that's, that's like still that. gross um yeah and I've been uh did we have whiskey in Mexico yeah no have? definitely we stopped at that whiskey place and I've like recently since our office closed like there were some just bottles of old whiskey in the basement so I took one and so I've been drinking little, this is why I was interested in the news I've been uh trying it like this really old bottle of maker's an mark a, an
1: aficionado
0: yeah um but it's funny because the headline premiered on on fox news and uh, which have a comment section which is hilarious um <laughs> so i sent you guys a couple <laughs> that i want to read so there's this whiskey hotel and coming in la and uh people uh, the commenters one said not enough whiskey in L.A. to mask the stench of liberal trash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like come on, like I, I okay maybe there's something. Uh, what's can what what can be wrong? I don't know. It's just it's just a whiskey like pe- pe- like conservatives love to hate L.A. I don't know why, but they just it's LA's such time They say oh the homelessness the. Mm. The it's like a third world country. The, I mean, there was protests, but are there is there still protests going on in South LA? I, I know you've bro. Yeah, exactly. So,
1: <laughs> so I you haven't seen the sun.
0: Yeah, um, I, know, I think it's definitely di- not as uh, heavy as it used to be, right?
1: Like, Hank Hill said when he retired he's going to visit all fifty states except for California. Yeah,
0: I don't know why people love to hate. On L.A. in California, like it's, con- but um, here's okay. Here's another comment. Um, I'm sorry to be platforming these guys, but it's. I just want to say these because it's for the memes, for the memes, and it's funny, and I feel like it reveals something. Like it, it adds to the the. What's the word? Discourse.
3: Discourse.
0: Yeah. Um, Whiskey hotel in Los Angeles, so. Here's one commenter. So are you gonna tell me there isn't gonna be thousands of homeless alcoholics barging in, bathing, sucking as much down as they can in the whiskey fountain? Ha 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 In all caps, good luck with that. You're gonna need the National Guard on this one.
3: It sounds like a Karen. <laughs>
0: yeah, okay. Let's just have the whiskey fountain. What's wrong with the whiskey hotel? Come on, like it's a niche thing. It's just where are you gonna put the fountain, dude? Is it in the, the in the lobby. It's a nice. Okay, so you walk into the 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 hotel, and you know if you have gone to a hotel, like some, a lot of hotels have like their water or their favorite drink. Like I was when I went to Maui for my uh, work trip, there was uh, I stayed at this one hotel, and it, like they gave us like this Hawaiian it was like coconut. Uh, water and pineapple juice thing that you know you're greeted with it as like a refresher, as a welcome welcoming beverage when you you know check in. Here it's whiskey. What's wrong with that? It's a fun little mm-hmm. you know gimmick. Maybe I'll stay. Um, and people just love to hate on the whiskey hotel,
1: <laughs> and I will have nothing. You hate the sugar it. rolls
0: <laughs> Mm-hmm.
1: So. Um, That's gonna be a very expensive fountain because, like, isn't alcohol like a very volatile chemical? So, like, it's just gonna be well, yeah, yeah. And, and it not, not just to be that, like, like
3: you're gonna rot the pipes.
1: Yeah, and like, someone can just get near the fountain with a match, <laughs> just
0: like blow the. Okay, moves, like, and man. the liability too. Maybe okay, it's a whiskey fountain, but it just it's like. You know, colored water—it's not it actually. Might be like watered
3: down. Yeah. Then what the fuck? Well, what's you're not the gonna point of drink? having it? It's
0: decorative, right? It's decorative. Whiskey, People huh? have
3: chocolate fountains. What the hell? What's the? Why? Why even <laughs> and have they always, fountains? They never they use, use good chocolate.
0: They always use like the bottom of the barrel, whatever chocolate for the, right? I don't know. I don't
3: know, man. I'm not expecting it to I de- be... I definitely want to visit the Whiskey
1: Hotel.
0: I'm not right? expecting the whiskey
3: <laughs> to be Members mark, but, like, it has to be whiskey. <laughs> maybe Jim Bean whiskey, dude. <laughs> Jack Daniels? Jack-, Jack Daniels is a little... It's a little much to be throwing down yeah, the pipes. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jack and Coke?
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe. A oh. fountain... Yeah, I
3: don't know. I just, you're going to have to keep kids away gotta from visit. it?
0: we we'll, got to visit. We'll visit. I know we won't get a room, but we'll stop maybe for a little cocktail hour, happy hour yeah. uh, whiskey. If we're if I'm not living on Long Island in a couple of years and you guys haven't moved to a... Hot, haven't joined a militia? Yeah. <laughs> going off to fight? Dude, I'm moving to
3: South <laughs> Carolina, bro. Yeah. I'm joining my own... The, mm-hmm. the Boga Militia. <laughs> I'm just going to move to... I actually looked up what country
1: has like the history of like least war and it's like Sweden and Switzerland yeah definitely they, they've definitely sent like aid and support soldiers Fucking, but they generally they weak. just chill and I like that yeah
0: Switzerland is historically neutral in, in everything Really, I love Switzerland
3: surprisingly though they still have conscription in their military you have to do yeah. a year of military oh. service yeah which is like I don't know what the fuck cool. you're doing with for that year yeah
1: I heard it's usually just like labor. Yeah, I mean,
0: yeah. Um, But they else? don't have a space force. That's what true. else is on the doctors? What else is it? Uh, oh, Jungian analysis. Freddy, oh, yeah. that's your foray.
3: What's my what?
0: That's your foray. That's that your, is my. That's foray. your territory.
3: I started reading um, "Modern Man in Search of a Soul" by Carl Jung, which is just a. It's just a collection of all his lectures. He's very close to Freud, but um, he went his own way a little bit. So the biggest thing, uh, there's a lot of dream analysis. And Jungian Yoong- uh, analysis A lot has a lot to do with the shadow <laughs> self. Can you explain the shadow self to us, Freddy? Yeah, dude. <laughs> so the shadow self is like for lack of a better way of describing it think of it as like the unconscious part of yourself or the part you become when you're when you go unconscious doesn't mean you're passed out doesn't mean you're knocked out it just means that you're in such a state of anxiety or distress that you go into fight or flight Mm -hmm. so you go into just acting on the lower parts of your reptilian brain not reptilian that's even that's pretty high function just your. Your basic brainstem aspects. Could an example be like me thinking I'm a hero and then like
1: I'm at the mall and then there's like a shooter that goes in. And in all my fantasies, I told myself that I would go and attack the shooter and save everyone. But well, then what I really did is run out of there and cry
3: and shit myself. <laughs> would that be my shadow self? No, that would be your shadow hmm. self. Your shadow self, the biggest way to figure it out would be. Let's, Can we try it right now? Yeah, let's try it right now. Uh, list all the con- the characteristics you're c- conscious of yourself. Okay. Um, be honest. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the hardcore. Be honest.
0: I would say um,
3: curious. You're curious. What would you say is the opposite of curious? By curious. <laughs> curious? Ignorant. 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 Okay. You can't deny his truth, Freddie. Give me three <laughs> traits to work with.
0: Um. So there's curious. Um, Didn't you guys already do this in no.
3: the chat? In the chat, no. but
0: not in- I want to do it. I I don't I don't have the insurance for this. I so this is my therapy for the week. Okay. Um. Curious. um Hardworking, and
3: yeah. Look, we got the therapy couch here. Dil- is this, Diligent. Is this Diligent. shadow self?
0: I think no, diligent is
3: conscious self. I think mm. maybe
0: diligent, and hardworking. How about uh,
3: compassionate? Compassionate. Okay. Friendly. So theoretically, when you go unconscious, when In you're asleep, not necessarily. Yeah, can we when ever describe our shadow self? Does he talk about that, or is it just something it's, so it's, hidden it's, with us that it's just? It's something just, hidden that comes out when you're unconscious to it. Like I said you're operating of just a state of survival think Mm -hmm. of it like when freud talked about the ego your ego is concerned with Mm self-survival so this is like the aspect of yourself so you know without without kind of exploring it deeper your shadow self in a sense would be the things you hide from yourself it could be good or bad things so like you know what's one negative trait you're conscious of your shadow mm. self is basically traits to yourself that you Are you make- asking
0: me? Is that a rhetorical question?
3: No, it's yeah. an actual question. Okay.
0: Um, what what conscious trait
3: what's a negative trait you're conscious of? You're selfish. You're selfish. So, think of it like this, your shadow self or characteristics of yourself, you keep innate because you think they don't work for you or they're secondary. So, your inner self may be very compassionate. But for something, for some reason, in your experiences, your consciousness said, this is pointless. It doesn't work. So you became very self-centered. You became self-interest. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, the positive aspects, your shallow mm-hmm. self would be kind of like the opposite of it. it. Yeah. So it, you're, you act ignorant. You act lazy. You get slothful. What was the other positive one? Curious? I said that's ignorant.
0: Oh, uh... The other one was uh,
3: He said Compassionate So you become very Malicious So I, And I do that Unconsciously is Yeah what you're saying? So when someone So say like I say I put you mm-hmm. in a f- uh, I put you in like a I get it I put you in like a Fight or flight So I say something Insulting to you What's your immediate reaction Defensive You get defensive right So you may get Malicious towards me So like I guess From my understanding
1: It'd be like If like someone as a little kid would get bullied a lot and they'd cry and yeah. then as they grew up anytime anyone tried to bully them they'll start talking smack and being like yo what's up yeah. and so your shadow self was really that little kid that wanted to cry when someone bullied you but you compensated for it your whole life to when you became that's an adult that's basically me and you became super aggressive <laughs> I'm
3: being transparent that's me uh-huh. and i realized that's the whole point of the whole point of this is like you become more holistic as a person mm-hmm. because you realize the person you're, you are when you're fully there but then when you get distressed, you recognize the person you can become. Right. It's the only way to really, you want to merge, you want to assimilate your shadow self by becoming conscious to what negative traits you, you activate.
1: Yeah, that, that's mm. interesting actually.
3: So like, let's do you Caesar? And I'm trying to think
1: about something in myself. I think I really, really, really like to chill. And so that'd be, I guess, like laziness. And so, whenever I'm at work, I think if someone asks me to help them with something, I'm very, very eager to help with them, to help them, because I feel like other people would see it as being a pushover. But for me, to to help is to demonstrate
3: how do you act hard when you're work, distressed, mm-hmm. under distress. Yeah, when you're under stress,
1: I'm just on the move. So I think Me being lazy as hell I compensate By trying to be as productive as possible When you're stressed out Just in general Like Yeah I think I
3: try to be really productive So Like I said Ideally His whole thing was like You want to become To become more holistic as a person So when you recognize Like the negative traits That you're unconscious to Because That aspect of like has gotten you to be very successful, so you make it a conscious aspect of, like, I'm chill. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. going to do anything. But you gotta understand, like, when you get, like, we have such evolved brains that are, are we activate our fight or flight with imagined things. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, my boss is going to fire me. It's the same of, like, that fucking tiger is going to eat me. Right. Because yep. we have such emotionally evolved brain So its first world self self preservation. Yeah <laughs> first world literally first world self preservation so our, our
0: shadow self is what you're saying. We can recognize it and sort of are we supposed to channel it in times of stress? Or we're supposed to recognize because uh, like recognize I, on times of like I get stressed out a lot like um, You know my cortisol levels just go through yeah. the roof and then I'm like well,
3: like let's see Let's see if this was a fair evaluation of your shadow self. What's your behavior when you're stressed?
0: I can get irritable, and uh, start, um, you know, saying things I don't mean, or or doing things. What's I- the
3: opposite of compassionate? Malicious. What's the opposite of being curiously empathetic? By curious. Ignorant. <laughs> you say you say things you don't mean. You say things you're not cognizant of. You're ignorant of. So are you saying like is
0: this how much can this be tolerant of until like it's an actual yeah, sure. like disability? Or is it how much of it like is what, what, am I since I'm like not conscious of it, do I and I have you're saying in this way
3: I have no control over it. Can I do something a, to To com- to correct it? It's what I'm saying. You gotta become aware of what it is. You gotta understand because that's the thing between conscious and unconscious these things like happen because like he was saying you're bullied as a kid so you subconsciously learn damn if I keep fucking crying they're gonna bully me more so you you build up you build up some defense mechanisms Does, does the shadow self ever get replaced
1: by the conscious self just because we compensated so hard what do you mean like like in the example of yeah, the bullied kid, you know, like you you got bullied as a kid, you were you felt like like a like a just a little crybaby, and so you compensated for twenty years of your life to just become as aggressive as hell, where you get to the point where you lose a lot of sympathy and you're just the really aggressive person now. Oh
3: yeah, the shadow self has devoured the. That's entirely possible. Self. Because it just, do you see how it creeps into just being your conscious self? Yeah. You're not dif- differentiating anymore. You're not engaging the prefrontal cortex, like the higher thinking parts of your brain. Right. You're just, and that's what happens with a lot. Like when you have trauma as a kid, you don't develop the top parts of your brain as much as you develop the other ones, mm-hmm. the lower parts. So you're always acting as that fear kid. and some—in In some sense, you're repressed to that bullied seven-year-old, eight-year-old kid for the rest of your life. Except you're in an adult body now with adult experiences. Psychology gets ugly at times.
1: Yeah. Such is life. I'm trying to think about like examples of like being idle as a child that made me just want to
3: grind. Did you see people? a lot of times you, you're very like, vi you know it very, might have
1: been just growing up where i grew up if i was walking to school i'd see a bunch of homeless people and to me that was like dang if i don't if i don't grind that's gonna be me maybe I don't. yeah know. it could just be simple things as simple as that just yeah and just not to say that that's the only reason they ended up there but as yeah. a kid I, i'm not gonna be like hmm, did this person experience this you know no, as a kid can't. i just see that you, and i'm like
3: you don't have that kind yeah. of concrete you don't have that abstract thinking yet you're still learning that This is red. This is blue. You're still learning the concrete before you can develop the abstract upper part. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: So what are some uh, exercises?
3: I would say journal. Journal. Because then you start seeing the shadow self start bleeding into what you are. When you realize something like, damn, that doesn't seem like me at all. Hmm. And that's what I'm saying. The shadow self isn't always bad. There are very good positive aspects that you hide because you're ashamed of other people. You ever know those kids who only bullied another kid because they wanted right. to fit in? It's
0: usually the bully or the person who bullies no. is also... No, like a kid who justice. never
3: bullies on the regular, but oh. he just merges into the group.
0: Oh, like a uh, group thing, gang, yeah. ganging up when they gang up on him. <laughs> yeah,
3: <them>. so <laughs> think of that kid like his shadow self might be that he's a very compassionate person but he doesn't show it to the world.
0: Okay, in times of, like, stress and, like, when push comes to shove, hit, shit hits the fan, what, okay, I, I, it's, it's very tough, but you're right. It's, uh, you have to just be cognizant of our our stress and our actions in times of uh, despair or stress or, right? See,
3: I'll say it like this. See the brain as, like, a program. Mm-hmm it's a computer program that's going to run the same program it's scripted to follow Mm -hmm. so say if i get bullied and over all these experiences i develop this algorithm in my head that like okay how do i deal with if this happens i'm going to follow the program i've I've had in my head so that may be i'm going to act aggressive so these kids back off Mm. your brain's going to follow that because you develop the neural networks for it you develop basically like you develop from your body's sensations like your body's gonna recognize it okay i'm in danger what do i do when something's like this Mm. except the problem with that is that you expand it to everything because it works so well that's the thing i tell people like when we first start therapy you understand like the negative traits you have you still do them because they work for you Right. they may not they may be good they may be bad things but they work for you this long so what you gotta do is you gotta really practice you gotta practice it so it becomes you can train yourself a new program a new feedback loop of like when I feel like I'm distressed instead of acting you know like this I'm gonna remain conscious and remain and think make thoughtful decisions I might mm-hmm. just learn to walk away or I might learn to non-aggressively defend my boundaries right so to answer your question even simpler you just gotta practice Yeah.
0: thank and, you for that
3: and in caesar's case he's gotta get more in touch <laughs> with his emotions
0: yeah no that's the thing of like sometimes i mean we'll wrap up right here but like emotions can like take hold of oh. you you know sometimes you know, you th- you act before you think, and like sometimes emotions get the best of you. And sometimes it's a good good. Sometimes it's good that emotions take hold, right?
3: Yeah, but- I mean, let me so let me pre- let me end top this off with this. The most basic part of your brain, your brain stem and your amygdala, your mm-hmm. amygdala controls fear. So always remember that on a foundational level, your brain is built upon fear, because that's that's what triggers a survival right, mode right mm-hmm. it's like uh
1: that one uh philosopher guy there he separates the most basic form of life versus terror and beauty mm-hmm. where when you're a baby terror is self-preservation yeah. and beauty is you seeking something good like your mother's tea <laughs> Teat. versus someone approaching you screaming and you don't know you don't know that that's what a violent person looks like yeah. But it scares the hell out of you for some reason and you want to get away from it
0: right but after we grow up and still need our mother's teeth what do we do
3: Except if you brain. have teeth and you still need your mom, your mother's teeth, there's an issue. <laughs> well,
0: it's symbolically, right? With yeah, what becomes say, the teeth? Yeah.
3: Well, that's a whole different conversation whole around attachments, but
1: whatever whatever makes you feel good, I guess. Because mm-hmm. when you were a child, that's all it was, it just made you feel mm-hmm. good. And then if you now play League of Legends, that's your new teeth,
0: makes you feel good.
3: That's your mother's milk. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I like our psychological
0: segments. Others are nice. Listen, I like we called him Freddie's uh, psych ward when you when you were just a <laughs> recurring guest, but now that you're more of a co- host, I think we can keep on on doing that it's, one, one would, it's like free therapy.
1: <laughs> my mind would get destroyed if if Emma contracted you guys out to fake a podcast to get me to go to therapy. <laughs> I, think, like, I, think, uh, I think you just let it's out. It would be like Fro- Shutter Island or something. He
3: just, <laughs> he just had a Freudian slip. <laughs> Yeah. the therapy is working Yeah, <laughs> for well, all we know dude this podcast is really just a therapy session for me. My, my Freudian
1: slip is how
3: phallic these microphones look
0: <laughs> yeah for real they just <laughs> you get too close to them and then you get all <laughs> like, hot and bothered like mac when
1: he's like I know what you want me to think this pen looks
0: like a penis <laughs> <laughs> yeah well the implication is that uh, the implication <laughs> well, yeah the implication is that you know uh, I don't know what's going with that, but hey, we're wrapping up here. Anything else you guys want to say?
3: Instead of the casting couch, we got the therapizing couch. Yeah,
0: I found this couch, this <laughs> nice red couch on the street, um, like a block away. So I, now are I'm,
3: a- I'm going to sit on this chair from yeah. here on out, and then I'm going to have Caesar just lay down with his head against that rest. Yeah. For whoever okay. bets on racehorses,
1: authentic just won the Kentucky Derby. There you go. She nice. Beat, they he or she beat the heavy favorite belmont stakes victor t's the mm. law yeah i don't know which one is the name <laughs> yeah well
0: that's cool that's exciting oh i know one thing we usually finish it with the song and i know our our ladies in carino just posted it oh yeah came out with a new song um any words you guys want to say to that what does it mean it's avi- avion model, model
3: the avion it's just airplane mode
1: i'm thinking it- it, it sort of sounds like it's
3: a wordplay like
1: yeah like some sort of wordplay where like i don't know like you just say it when you're like about a party or something i don't know that's how i understood it it kind of sounded like mm-hmm. like it's just you're about to get down
0: like, you put your phone I'm in on airplane mode, mode yeah i don't know well there's a, you put your phone in airplane mode right we could be entirely wrong but it just sounds like one of those things where you I just mean, say
3: i'm fairly fluent in spanish and it's it's a wordplay, man. Yeah. because it, be, it, it, like, it might be some Castilian saying yeah. they have over there, bro. Yeah. Like like we say, que pedo, it literally means what fart. But it's like, yeah. I'm telling you, I'm like, yo, what's up? Que pedo? Mm.
1: To me, it sounded something similar to like, not literally similar, but it sounded like Ya Se armó?
3: Yes like, like Now it's
1: like, yes, said, like It's about to go down
3: It's armed Now it's armed But yeah
1: Modo just sounds like Yasarmo Like it's about to
0: go
3: down But Yasarmo is way better bro yeah. Like
0: it's lavish Like your airplane mode Like you're a jet setter Sort of thing It could have nothing
3: to do With really? planes at all We could be completely wrong yeah. okay. But
1: like Yasarmo yes, Literally means like We're armed now And uh, that You literally Viewer translates Like we're about to go antifa or something but, but it really means but it just, just means like, like someone just showed up with the beers
0: oh it's like That's party no. time like oh, let's yeah. go sort of
1: thing but people mm-hmm. also just say it when it's about a you're yeah. about to have fun or something yeah. go down yeah like if your sure. your girl just showed up with some burritos yeah set them all cool. <laughs> all
0: right well uh keep it wormy right all right it wor- oh. keep it wormy <laughs> keep, keep it wormy. wormy we'll go play maple Story.
4: Si me bailas más Voy a acabar delirando Ya no sé ni dónde vivo Ya no sé ni en qué día estamos Solo quiero estar contigo Si sale el sol lo quemamos Sabes que no veo? a mi lado No querían que pasara y al final ha pasado Nada va a cambiar, por el que dirán, saldremos a fumar y nos mirarán raro Pero es lo que hay, porque la verdad, ser tan guapas nos iba a salir caro No me a llorar en medio de la fiesta, sabes lo que hay, me pongo tanto Pasado de mis amigas por tu culpa Para entrar contigo al baño Y luego no salir nunca Y yo, en moral.